Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hello, this is Henry Fox with Irish Tech News. Today, I will be interviewing Wolf Kahl, professor and lawyer. Yeah, hi, um, I'm Wolf Kahl. I'm a, a professor. Um, uh, I teach law, but I'm trained as a new institutional economist uh, with a PhD. Um, I worked at Goldman Sachs in London and Cravath, uh, Swain and Moore in New York City before I became an academic. And I spent the last 10 years um, with about 100 papers, one book on um, decentralized governance solutions. Uh, So you've got like a really wide portfolio of things that you kind of do as well. Like uh, I was was reading as well that like you've kind of uh, kind of were inspired, I guess, by your grandfather and stuff. And like, how did uh, how did you get where you are today? Yeah, so. I'm an immigrant. I, I was born and raised in Europe, uh, father Dutch, mother uh, German, uh, uh, with um, ancestry, Jewish ancestry on the mother's side. And um, I, as doing my PhD years um, as an institutional economist, I wrote a paper um, as part of a, an edited volume of 1500 pages in a first trip about um, dynamic, uh, dynamic uh, regulation and dynamic, dynamic regulatory tools in a new institutional uh, economics um, environment. And you have to understand that was, that was not possible. You know, most, most um, so new, new institutional economics is all about the governance of institution. And <clears throat> institutions are very broadly defined. So typically, when, when we look at governance solutions, we look at stable and presumptively optimal rules. And of course, if you are governing a given situation uh, with stable and presumptively uh, optimal rules, the, situ- the environment moves on. It's how, how things are, right? Things yeah. change constantly. But the rules on the books, they're still the, the same stable and presumptively optimal rules that were created six months earlier in a different environment. Yeah, so. We've created all kinds of uh, legal tools around this, fiduciary obligations, monitoring the monitors. Um, uh, literally, most of corporate law is, is afflicted by this. All of this is trying to overcome sort of the basic notion in capitalism of delegation and principal agent problems, right? That come from delegation and creating, trying to create uh, economies of scale through delegation. Yeah. So. This piece I wrote is, is basically saying, well, we can do better and we can create dynamic uh, governance solutions. Um, and the piece is an abstract a theoretical piece, but there are real world technology uh, implementation tools that um, I've worked on for the last decade and um, wrote a book about this. And now I've been working for almost three years uh, in several uh, DAOs, uh, DAOs that use uh, incentive and technology design to implement the decentralized governance that I'm talking about in these papers. So for our listeners, 
what exactly are DAOs? Would you be able to give a brief rundown? Yeah, so um, not, not anyone will agree on what a DAO is, but I guess um, there are, so intelligent minds uh, can differ on this, but there are some uh, common characteristics if you want. Yeah? yeah. And so one is, for instance, that this idea of bringing in information from the edges of systems and allowing uh, people to not work in hierarchical structures. I think that's probably core and key for defining what DAOs are and how DAOs work. <clears throat> and ultimately they're bundles of smart contracts, right? So uh, corporations are bundles of contracts, right? And corporate law is, uh, is a, an economizing tool for bundles of contracts that otherwise are corporations to create all the principal agent uh, problems that we talked about. Um, and DAOs are bundles of smart contracts that don't have hierarchical structures to, in centralized settings to coordinate human behavior. So unfortunately, a lot of people in the DAO space are looking at this and they're saying, oh, no, no, this is just for fundraising, right? So they're, they're reinventing the, the same... Uh, problems if you want in the DAO space that that everybody created by using corporate entities right centralized yeah. structure so decentralized governance is at the core of DAOs most DAOs out there are DAO washed they're not DAOs they're you know something else um, and but people have started experimenting with those and that's that's great it's a wonderful development so what I do is I, I focus my attention in my work and in the companies that I work with and the DAOs that I work with on getting the decentralized governance right because there is no DAO without governance, right? And, a, and a, what anything people call DAO is only as good, as good as its underlying governance. And unfortunately, a lot of layer ones are currently learning that the hard way, right? So they created these governance structures that are you know, driven by committees and other things <clears throat> that are basically a bunch of white dudes calling the shots, right, yeah. uh, for, for, for the communities. And they start realizing that that's not the future of Web3 and that's not how this works. You need to actually incentivize people, all of the people in grassroots environments to work together, right? And that's what this, the system that I'm uh, working with and that I wrote about and created, that's what the system does. Yeah, it's a very kind of, I guess the easiest way to describe it is like a horizontal system of governments, go governance, not governance, but um, where just it isn't as hierarchical, which I actually find very interesting because with like actual coding, like a lot of the time you need like those coding hierarchies, but obviously that doesn't really work in like actual social and economic standpoints, like, um, like from what you're saying as well. Uh, and you were talking about layer one government governance. Uh, how can DAOs help upgrade these layer one governance? So um, the, my, my company is Menagerie and we're working with different layer ones um, to help them in this process. There is no uh, uniform approach to this. Uh, different layer ones, ones have, used, have used different governance solutions. Um, the way Menagerie is, is helping upgrade layer one governance is typically in pilot projects because, you know, everybody is already governing themselves. So they need to figure out um, a separate leg to stand on. So these are typically 
proof of concept pilot projects um, that we are running with Menagerie for layer ones. And the way this works is that we are introducing the tools that um, are coming out of these out of the Menagerie voting engine to the layer ones and let their uh, key catalysts, uh, if you want, play uh, with those tools and experiments. It's all about learning and getting comfort, comfort, right? And it's, it's, a, it's a community organi uh, organization tool under which people are engaging in two types of voting. The first vote doesn't count. People stake their reputation. Everybody then can see how everybody else feels because you can see how much your peers in a given DAO stake on a given outcome, up or down. And so at the end of the first vote, the entire community knows what everybody else is feeling about this proposal that they voted on. Now everybody can go back to the drawing board and keep discussing it, or it goes straight into another second vote. And the second vote is when it counts, where uh, reputation can be lost if you stake on the wrong side. And what we're seeing in all the DAOs that are using this tool right now, this voting engine, is that we are seeing that in the second vote, we have about 99% uh, in all, of all cases, unanimity in terms of voting outcomes, right? So the first vote, you vote your conscience, you show everybody how you feel, you vote very, very, stake very high up or stake very high low, down. And, but it doesn't count, you can't lose, right? You don't have to worry about the tyranny of the majority where you need to constantly figure out what, what are other people thinking and where do I need to side with my stake in order to not lose my stake, right? You can just vote your conscience. And that's extremely important. Most systems don't do it that way. Um, so once everybody st stakes uh, and votes their conscience, you can actually see unique skills flourish because everybody now can see why is, that, why is it that this one person who's very skilled voted a different way and voted very strongly a different way from the majority. Now the majority can actually engage with this one person and ask them, what is your reasoning for this? And you, you see in a lot of cases where the majority is actually swayed because they hadn't thought about this one particular item, right? Um, and so this is, the, it's really a consensus building machine, but it's also a community audit, right? Where everybody audits each other constantly in making decisions together. Yeah, that sounds like a much better idea where you get a lot more nuance, I guess, in saying like people won't just be like, oh, um, I think other people vote this way, so I'll vote this way instead of being like, oh, I have this kind of issue with this. And I think it could be fixed if we just kind of talked more about it and came up with a solution there. I think that kind of will lead to things getting a lot better. And you're mentioning briefly a menagerie. Would you be able to tell us about that a bit? Yeah, so in running these DAOs for the last three years, um, we spent a lot of money. I, I want to give you numbers. They're pretty outrageous in the millions. Um, to get, to build this voting engine, Right. So the entry level cost for other DAOs to clone this is extremely high. And we realized, you know, we were seeding other DAOs in the communities, clients came to us. We realized that in order to do this effectively and allow horizontal scaling of communities, so one community seeding the other community, we have to bring the, um, the barriers to entry and the entry uh, level cost down. And that's what Menagerie does. So Menagerie provides freemium service in which anybody can clone 
the voting engine and either use it on their own, you know, the developers take over and build, uh, build it into their own UX or they, you clone the voting engine free and then use it in the, in the Menagerie ecosystem and the Menagerie UX, right? And so all of that is, is intended to bring the, the cost down, but also to help clients um, not make critical mistakes in running DAOs because it, running a DAO is not just cloning the engine and voting, it's also creating policy and rules for your community and gauging the community, putting proposals up, um, creating admin requirements, creating policies, all these things have to get done. And that's what Menagerie does to help clients uh, proliferate. Yeah, and how do you think that your work will lead to more equity in the online world? Equity? Equity or like equality, kind of like kind of leveling the playing field a bit more between like uh, large corporations that might be doing like a lot of data harvesting and just like what like most people want to do with the internet. Yeah, so <clears throat> I mean, if we look at the Facebooks of the world and what venture capital is investing in is the next unicorn Facebook, right? Everybody's trying to figure out how do I, where do I put my money to be into a centralized structure so I can squeeze the most profits out, right? And we all know what Facebook does with its algorithms and how it manipulates people into using this, the system more so they can get, get higher revenue out of um, the advertising revenue, right? Okay. So um, this is, if you want the <clears throat> antithesis of that, right? We are not building a centralized behemoth um, to squeeze out more value and create more value in one centralized monolithic structure. <clears throat> but instead, we are, we're allowing communities to seed each other, right? So if, uh, if you and I have a DAO and we need services from somebody else, we can just say, hey, go on Menagerie, clone this system, bring your friends on, provide uh, the work we need, uh, audit it amongst yourselves, right? To vote on the output that you're generating for our DAO and then send us the work product and show us how you voted, right? So it's, it's a form of communities to do business with each other and to engage with each other and uh, horizontally scale. So horizontal scaling here is create more communities that work with each other, right? Rather than feeding the, the, the monolithic structure and creating it um, and making it more valuable. Right? Yeah, that's like, I think that's a great idea as well. Like, uh, do you have any visions for the future? Yeah, so um, as we started this, we, we can see the writing on the wall, the way uh, Menagerie communities and DAOs are working with each other. Because all of this is driven by reputation tokens, you know, generating reputation through merit and, and uh, through engagement in your respective community. I like to think of this as a uh, quote unquote reputation economy, right? Where people care more about the reputation tokens they earned than the fungible tokens that are used to pay them in proportion to the reputation tokens they earned. And so the, I like to think of this as the reputation economy. I've written about this in a lot of articles. And I think that's where, where this will go. This is most certainly where it will go with Menagerie, but I think there is, there's an overall societal trend in that direction where we see um, younger people, especially selecting rather than working for a corporation in this top-down structure uh, with a hierarchy, people <clears throat> select um, to work in DAO structures where they can determine if and when they wish to engage uh, and they work with like-minded individuals and peers 
And that's what this whole notion of menagerie is about, right? It's the zoo where all the animals get along and work with each other. Yeah. Do you have any uh, advice for, for, any, for anybody, like any younger people out there? Get involved, get involved, start joining a DAO. Um, and I tell them all my students, all my students are running DAOs with me, for me, for other people. Get involved, uh, create your niche, create your expertise and earn a living. Uh, 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 play to earn, work to earn, uh, turn your passion into, into pay, but that's possible through DAOs. Yeah, do you have any uh, last thoughts? Yeah, that's it. I, if anybody wishes to hear more, happy to engage. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News. Thank you.